Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Join in on services and classes that will ignite your faith and stir you to go to the next level. expecting tonight. Come expecting tonight. Turn your expectors on tonight. I know one thing about the presence of God is that when you come expecting, it's like the woman with the issue of blood. There's people who can come and you can come to observe. The Pharisees came to observe. They came to criticize. The woman with the issue of blood, she turned on her expectors and she said, you know what? If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Church isn't about just coming to sit and listen. Church is about turning on your expectation for God to do something in your heart, to do something in your body, to do something in your soul, to do something in your spirit. There's people in this room that have come with shame that you've carried for years, and I come to tell you that tonight, it's your night of liberty. Tonight is your night of freedom. Some of you have come carrying burdens for a long, long time. And I come to tell you that the presence of God is coming to destroy the yoke of bondage. You know what the gospel is preached for? It's the day of liberty. It's the day of liberty. It's the day of freedom. I come tonight to announce your freedom. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I want to tell you you're in a very good place tonight. Because when you come into the presence of God, when you come into the anointing of God, Jesus said, The Word of God says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So if you can look in your life and say, I've carried this for too long. I've carried this for way too long. My body's carried this sickness for way too long. I've carried this shame for way too long. Tonight, I've come to announce your freedom. I've come to announce your liberty. I've come to announce that the anointing of God comes to destroy the yoke of bondage. Close your eyes, lift your hands. Lord, I thank you tonight that your word is like a hammer. Your word is like a fire and it breaks the rock into pieces. Lord, I thank you that even tonight you lift the heavy burdens. Lord, you destroy the yokes of bondage. Lord, you set the captives free. That tonight is a night of liberty, of freedom for your people. Things the devil's been working on for years. Lord, your hand is stronger. Your hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your anointing even now in bodies to heal, in souls to heal. Shames are lifted. Shame is lifted. Oh, hearts are restored. Lord, you're anointing even now. Tell the Lord what you're after tonight. Tell the Lord what you've come to receive tonight. Tell him tonight. David said, Lord, hear my prayer. Answer my prayer, oh Lord. Tell the Lord what you've come to receive. Hallelujah, Lord, and I thank you by the end of tonight. Just as Jesus turned back, no man. No man came to Jesus and he said, come back next week when I'm having this conference and receive your miracle. Be it done unto you, even as you believe that, Lord, by the end of this meeting tonight, even now, that as your word is preached, Lord, it is pure power. Oh, that that diseases go, that sickness go, that things that have plagued people's bodies go, that shames. I hear the Lord saying that that shames, that you shame that you have carried for a long time, tonight it lifts. Tonight it lifts. Anxiety that's been too close of a companion for too long. Tonight it lifts. Tonight it lifts. 
for fear that has been with you for far too long. That spirit goes. Tonight it goes. Lord, that tonight, oh, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we give you this time now. Come and have your way. Come and move in this place. Touch your people. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait till the end of service. Your miracles right now. Your miracles right now. This is what the anointing comes to do. Your miracles right now. Reach out and receive your miracles right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I tell depression to go right now. I command the spirit of depression to go right now in Jesus' name. I command shame to, shame to go right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Put your hands. Hallelujah for this whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe the lies. It's all been a lie. You are free indeed. Free indeed. Free indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's in the business of miracles. God's in the business of breakthrough. God isn't in the business of wait, come back. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Fill in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 God comes to lift us up. God comes to dignify us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 You don't have to wait. Reach out and receive. You don't have to watch. You can participate. This is what the anointing comes for. You put yourself in a very good place tonight to be completely liberated by the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord says if you delight yourself in him, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah. Tim said it right. We were made for the presence of God. Fish were made for waters. Birds were made for the air. I was made for the presence of God. Filled in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go ahead and jump on in. The water's warm. The water's warm. You don't have to try to receive. You don't receive by trying, you receive by receiving. Let go, let go and receive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah, now here we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Filled in Jesus' name. Don't believe the lie. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. Listen, there's two ways you can do church. You can sit and listen or you can receive. You don't just come and get something just because. You set your heart. Set your expectation. Raise your hand. Hey, times are refreshing come in the presence of the Lord. I know what your last four months has been like. I was there with you. Refreshing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord says, don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, in due season, in due season, in due season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We honor you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, I want to thank you in advance for your mighty power. For the miracles that you're doing in this meeting tonight. Lord, what Dr. Phil can't do in four years, you do in 45 minutes. Hallelujah. Lord, all glory to your name. Hallelujah. Come on out here. The Lord loves touching his people. He loves it. Man, I'm so glad you came on a Sunday night. The Lord says, I'm so glad you came and put yourself in my presence so I can refresh you. So I can refresh you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 uses hearts like yours. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for every person in this room under the sound of my voice, that you have bought them with a price and you're not giving up on any one of them. Lord, tonight I ask you to restore their bodies, restore their hopes, Lord. Remove shame. Break fear off of people's lives. Break fear and anxiety off of people's lives. Thank you, Lord, for a new joy in serving you. Lord, we give you the honor and the glory. You're so good, you're so good. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You can be seated. Can we can we bring this down? Hallelujah. The devil fights hard to trip people up. That's why that heart message is so important. Because he'll fight you to get you here, first of all. 
you invite people to church. Some people have been inviting who? Some people have been inviting other people to church for a long time, and there's every excuse. Yeah, I'm coming next week for sure. I'm coming next week for sure. Man, I don't know what happened. All my shirts are dirty. I can't come today. Like people, any reason to, people come up with every reason why they can't come to church. Obviously not us in here, but when you invite non-believers, hey, come and join me. It's Easter. Oh, I'm coming for sure. And then Easter morning, man, I overslept. My alarm clock. I don't know what happened. But with people who are in the church, the devil fights hard to get them to their heart stopped up. Because then you can't receive. You can't receive. Because when people actually realize that in one service, you don't have to wait till next service for your miracle. You don't have to wait for, for you don't have to prove your faith for five years before the Lord heals you. Like the, the purpose of the anointing is to destroy the works of the devil. I sat down one time with my notebook and I started looking through and I, I got my pen out and I said, well, what are the works of the devil? And, it, and I sat there for a long time and I just wrote down 45 minutes to an hour just writing down what, what has the devil been doing since the fall? What has his work been since the fall? If, it's in, if, if, if you can figure out what he's done, that's what you know what God's anointing comes to abolish from your life. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Do you have fear in your life? That's what these nights are for. This isn't a struggle that God's going to, at the end of your life, set you free from fear. You know, God wants to give you these things today. I come to tell you tonight that God wants you to be at rest today. God wants you to walk in rest today. God wants you to be free from anxiety today. God wants to heal you today. Say that with me. Say today. 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 I think a lot of people get tripped up in their things they're believing God for because they're like, yeah, I know he wants to, but maybe he's got this plan that at this point in my life, say, say today. today. God, wants to, God wants to give it to you today. It's actually already paid for it 2,000 years ago, waiting to be received. I, I love getting to minister. I love getting to preach the gospel. I was built to do this. I got called into the ministry when I was seven years old. I was back, uh, my brother and I were born in South Africa. <clears throat> when I was seven, my church in Durban, South Africa, there was a prophet by the name of Kim Clement who came to the church. and. Um, I was seven, and I remember where I was sitting. I was sitting with myself, my brother, and two of our friends. They had come into town uh, for this meeting, and we were sitting there, and I remember where we were. The stage was here, and we were like there, like three or four rows back, and he called me out, and I was, it was five days before my eighth birthday. He called me out, um, July 24th, 1994. He called me out and said, I saw you while I was praying, and the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, and he's anointed you. And you're going to preach the gospel. You're going to take a flame to the nations. You become a household name. And you're going to destroy the spirit that tried to torment your family. And I've anointed your voice. And I've anointed your hands. And I've anointed your makeup. And I've anointed your genealogy. And I've anointed every part of you. And the, the torch that I've presented to your family, you will take it and you will do it. And I've given you a double-fold portion of the spirit. I have that memorized. That's in me. That's what God's called me to do five days before my eighth birthday. God specifically called me to do this. But I love getting to minister because it's part, of, it's part of what I've been waiting for since I was eight years old. For me, the other part of getting to minister is it's a little bit of revenge. When I was three, my dad took his life. My mom has, has raised us by herself. 
and, and the, fa- the Lord has been my father, but she's the one who's raised us. And so I got a little bit of, I got a little bit of, a uh, little bit of a, something on the inside of me that every time I get to minister, it's a, it's a little bit of revenge. I remember seeing this clip from CNN when CNN came and did that interview here with Pastor Rodney, and he talked about losing Kelly, and uh, the guy asked him, <clears throat> Anderson Cooper, whoever it was, he said, is this revenge for you? Pastor Rodney says, a little bit. So that was when I knew it was okay. The Lord says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, but Lord, use me. Lord, you, Lord uses men and women, so use me. So part of this for me and my brother, it's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be here, but this for me is a little bit of, little bit of revenge. There's a little bit of revenge for me. I make it my purpose to promote the kingdom of God and destroy the devil. God, will, I, God tells me, you don't understand when you lead people to Jesus on the street what you're actually doing. There's people that the devil has been working on for years, like working on them for years to get them. The devil's only goal is to get people to hell. That's it. He wants to get, if he can't, he wants to get people to hell, as many as he can. It's, life becomes simple when you understand that God's whole purpose is to get people to heaven, and the devil's whole purpose is to get people to hell. And that's what we're in the middle of. I heard someone say that life, the time when you're born to the time you die, is the time that you have to repent and receive Jesus. That's, that's what is life? What is the meaning of life? That's the meaning of life. Get saved. And if you're already saved, stay saved and get other people saved. That's, it's simple. Why do I go to Bible school? I go to Bible school because I want to put the word of God in me. The Bible says if I hide his word in my heart, I will not sit so I don't sin against him. I want to make it to heaven. That's the number one goal in my life. My number two goal is to take as many people as I can with me. That's it, right? So when I minister the gospel, it's that I, just, I, I want to be the vessel that God uses to, to curb stomp the devil if I can. That's what I'm here for. A little bit of curb, some old, good old-fashioned curb stomping. But you'll, you'll be in the streets and you'll, the Lord will lead you to somebody. You'll be out grocery shopping, not even soul winning, just out grocery shopping. The Lord will put someone on your heart. Go speak to that person. And you don't understand how many years the devil's been working on people, just been working on people. And you come up and say, hey, I want to tell you that God loves you and he's got a plan. I have something very important to tell you is that God loves you and he's got a plan for your life. And you will undo by the power of God and by the word of God what the devil's been working on for 30 years. People who have been working on being atheists for a long time and you catch them at that right moment. Or maybe you catch them and they don't receive it. But then two days later, and they curse you out, and two days later, someone else, probably from the river as well, comes up and says, hey, I want to tell you that God loves you. And you're doing some sowing, you're doing some planting. Someone else is reaping the harvest. But be open to that. Say this with me. Say, I'm a person of destruction. I'm here to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. All right, that's my intro. Turn with me to uh, Hebrews. I'm going to start at Hebrews 11. I believe we're in a room full of people that want to please God. You're here on a Sunday night. You want to please God. Is this a required service for students? Yeah? Okay. How many of you guys would have come anyway? All right. We're in a room full of people that want to please God. That's why you're here. You're not watching 
I think this is a good, uh, important golf match, right? Is that over already? You're not watching football. You want to please God. I remember when Tim talked about it, um, uh, Reinhard Bonka came. That night that he came was actually Super Bowl Sunday that he came. He came to speak at uh, the, I think it was the graduation, or he came, I don't know if he came another time, but I remember being here, and the Bucks were in the Super Bowl, Bucks and the Raiders back in the day. And that was the night, Super Bowl Sunday night, and Reinhard Bonka was preaching here, and the place was packed. And Pastor, you could tell Pastor Rodney was proud, because I'm sure in part of his head he's like, this is America, and it is the Bucks, and this is Tampa, and it is football. It's like people have their rankings. I have the Lord, I have my family, and I got Tempe Buccaneer football like somewhere, somewhere in between. But people came out, and I remember just at the end of it being like, whoever finds out what the score is, don't tell me, because I got this thing. There was no DVR back in the day. It was basically you just put your cassette in the VCR and like rewind, like, plus play and record at the same time. But um, <clears throat> I don't know why I brought that up. Football. You guys want to please God. Thank you. There's always a beginning to the rabbit trail. You guys want to please God. Uh, Hebrews 11, verse 6, um, if you read it there, I believe it's one of the most important verses in the Bible. It says, but without faith, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We please God by faith. We please God by faith. So my message tonight is to encourage your faith, to, to tell you some things that I've learned about faith, but to really just give you an injection of faith. Because faith pleases God. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Faith may feel uncomfortable. Hey, I'm walking in faith that the Lord's going to bring this in. That's lifestyle. Life goals. Live by faith. It just changes from, hey, I'm believing the Lord to pay my rent, to, hey, I'm believing the Lord for this so we can actually move, we can move things in the kingdom. That's the difference. Tim is not believing God to pay bills anymore. But there was a time that he was. I, just, I remember believing the Lord for a cell phone. I remember believing, asking God to give me a cell phone. I was like, I remember one point I was um, uh, back on staff. Uh, I was back in this room and I was 18. I finished Bible school and I was, got hired to work in productions. And this was back when people like didn't have cell phones super young like they do now. But I remember I was helping kids church as well and going into kids church and I was 18 and I remember seeing this boy who was 12 and he had the old Blackberry like on his hip and it had just come out. And I didn't have a cell phone yet, and I was 18, and he was 12. And it was that moment when I was like, it's probably time that I get a cell phone now. I'm in kids' church, and the children are getting cell phones. Now you go in there, and children are five years old with their iPhone. Like, come into church with your iPad, just playing Candy Crush at, at children's church. <clears throat> but believing God for a cell phone and putting my faith out and seeing the Lord provide these things. But the Lord takes you from glory to glory. So the same faith that you use, the same understanding of faith that you're using now for some of these things... The same faith that I used to get my, my wife, that I asked God for a wife. The same faith that I put into, put into action for that is the faith that we'll use to see nations changed, to see whole cities born again. It's the same faith. It just grows. It just gets bigger. It's the same muscles, right? <clears throat> so without faith, it's impossible to please God. Uh, stay in that same verse and go back to verse 1. Um, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The first thing that we have to understand about faith is faith does not require the use of your eyes. Faith, you do not need your eyes for faith. The Bible is actually pretty specific. It talks about one of our five senses here. Your sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
I always thought to myself, maybe if I was blind, I'd be better, I'd have better faith, because then I couldn't see it anyway. But the first thing we need to understand is faith doesn't need your sight. Verse 2, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. There's a couple things being said right here. First of all is that faith is an understanding. Faith is a sense. Say this with me. Say, faith is a sense. How many senses do we have? We have five. This faith is the sixth sense, if you will. Not in the creepy movie sort of way, but faith is the sixth sense. It's seeing without your eyes. Faith is an understanding of your spirit. You know, your senses are from your body. I'm going to get real t super technical here for a second. Your senses of your body. You have your, you have your sight. You have your, your hearing. You have your touch. You have all the different senses. They're all part of your body, right? Faith doesn't require any of your senses. Faith is, a, is, is the sense of your spirit. It's an understanding. It says that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Faith doesn't take your eyes. You have to be willing to, to let your eyes see a contradiction and understand that it doesn't take your eyes to receive what God has for you. In the same way that I, can't, I can smell perfume, I can smell my wife's perfume, but I can't see it. I can smell her perfume, but I can't see it. It doesn't mean it's not there. I may be believing the Lord for something, and I can't see it yet. But it's an understanding in my spirit that if God said it, it's already done. If God said it, it's true. It's already there. There's two places for faith. There's the invisible, and then there's the visible. I'm believing the Lord for some things, things that I don't have yet. But they're just in the invisible realm. I sense them in my spirit. Verse 3 here says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by what? By the word of God. There's the key. The word of God. Say this with me. Say, the word is pure power. Say it again. Say, the word is pure power. Proverbs 4 is so important. Proverbs 4 says, My son, attend unto my word. Incline your ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and health to all your flesh. You know that the Word of God will actually heal your body. Just hearing the Word of God will actually heal your body. It's health to your flesh. It's health to your flesh. One of the things to understand about faith is there's always a point of contact. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I could just touch the hem of her, his garment, that was her point of contact. Her faith was that if she could touch his clothing, who was here this morning when Pastor preached? And he said, Naaman expected, Naaman expected the man of God to come and wave his hand over him, right? You expect it to be one way. What is your point of contact? Faith always has a point of contact. One of the points of contact is hearing the word of God. There's a, there's a CD that they have called By His Stripes, and it's Pastor Rodney just reading all the healing scriptures. If my body starts to feel adversely, I turn on that, because I believe my faith is that when I hear the word of God, my body receives healing from the very word of God. Say the word is pure power. The word is powerful enough to come and heal my body just hearing it. That's why when I minister, I can say, hey, receive your healing right now because I'm preaching the word of God and the word is pure power. There are people in this place that will receive your miracle as I'm speaking. Yes, we'll lay hands on people at the end, but as I'm speaking, you can reach out and receive. Lord, if you'll just say the word, my son will be healed. Just say the word, my son will be healed. Even as I preach 
Even now, the scriptures, as I preach the word of God, it's powerful enough to come into your body. It's powerful enough to come into your soul. The years of, of shame that you felt, the years of disgrace, the years of fear, the years of anxiety, that will lift by the word of God. Say the word is pure power. The Bible says, is not my word like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? Hammer, hammer, hammer. Faith is based on the word of God. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and being dead, yet he speaks. By faith, Enoch was translated that he, not, she, he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How did he please God? By faith. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and was counted unto him for righteousness. Who believes that you're born again? Why? Because the Word of God says so, right? Hey, who knows the Scriptures from the Script? If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved, right? Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord be saved. Where is my faith that I'm born again? The Word of God said so. He said, if I humble myself and I repent, for God is giving more time so that all could come to repentance. We believe that. So we take that same word and we apply it to the other parts of our life. Turn with me to Hebrews 3. Learn, begin to learn to place in a, I know you guys are in a lot of services, but the, the, the change comes when you, as people preach, you begin to place a demand on the anointing then. Because the word is anointed. So if you, I almost see it like either like a wave, like I'll sit there and I'll listen to someone preach, and when they speak the word, I almost imagine the, the, the word of God is like washing over me. Or hey, like I'm ingesting the word. And because the word speaks to your spirit. The word speaks to your spirit. The word doesn't come to speak to your head. The word will renew your mind, but the word will speak to your spirit. So begin to place a demand on the anointing as the word goes forth. M make no mistake about it. You're not built to carry burdens. You're not built to carry these things for a long time. I heard Pastor Todd say one time, God isn't looking for people to weather the storm. He's looking for people to come and tuck under the shadow of his wings. I heard people say, um, you know, God gives his, his best soldiers the strongest muscles, the strongest back. That's not true. God gives his, his people the ability to come and hide in the shadow of his wings, to come into the presence of God. Let God do the heavy lifting. Say this with me. Say, Jesus has the strongest back. Jesus has the strongest. So I, that's why he says, cast all your cares on me. The weight of the world on his shoulders, he can take it. Learn as you, as you sit there in the anointing. This is what the anointing is for. Learn to take these times to barter your burdens, barter these things with the Lord. Learn to take these times to do that. Hebrews 3. Verse 17, <clears throat> Hebrews 3:17. But with whom was he grieved 40 years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left of us entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. He says, let us fear. Take 
take careful, pay careful attention. Pay careful attention that you're not one of those who are not of unbelief, is what Paul's saying here. Pay careful attention that when you hear the word of God, that you receive it for yourself. The devil tries to dis get people to, to discredit themselves. I've dealt with this. I've dealt with this before. You, you want to know how the devil tries to get people to discredit themselves from receiving from God? Through thoughts of doubt. I remember when, when I was in Bible school, I thought faith was like a, <clears throat> like a zero to a hundred scale. And as long as I could get my faith to a hundred, then I would receive my miracle. Like, Lord, I'm believing you for this. Lord, your word says. And I would go through the scriptures. And then a, a thought of doubt would come. And I'd be like, my faith's not strong enough. The thought of doubt would come. My faith's not strong enough. Man, I can't. Man, next time. I'd be like, I'm, I'm going after it. The Lord's going to provide this time. And I'd step out of church and the thought would come. You know, that's not, you're not going to receive from God. And then I'd be like, oh, my the moment I have perfect faith, I won't have thoughts of doubt. And the thing that helped me, Kenneth Hagin said, faith is of your spirit, not of your mind. You can have thoughts of doubt in your head, but full perfect faith in your spirit. I said, man, that's liberating. Faith is of my spirit. Say, faith is of my heart. The Bible says you shall not doubt in your heart. You shall not doubt in your heart. But it says unbelief came in. He says, pay careful attention. Therefore, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still holds and is offered today, let us be afraid to distrust it, lest any of you should think he has come too late and has come short of reaching it. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. I like to bake. I don't bake as much now that I'm married. I've passed the reins over. There's some things I realize that as a man, as a uh, getting married, like the before we got married, Krista came to me and said, this house that I'm going to move into in two months, this wall that's green, can we do something can, can we do something different with this wall? And I, uh, at first I was like, man, I picked that green. I really, I like went to the store and I, and I held out these little cards and I like looked at all the greens and I chose, this is the green that I chose. And I put it, I went and I painted it myself. And then she shows up a couple months before we got married and she's like, can we, can I put, can I make this gray? And I, at first I was like, man, that hurts. Like I chose that green. And then, I, and then I, I said, well, I think, yeah, I think so. And I said, yeah, that's fine. And so then she came over one day in the whole apartment. I had a bunch of roommates at the time. We all painted the wall, right? And then part of me was like, okay, I'm okay with the, the, the gray actually looks better. I'm okay with the gray. And then a few weeks later, she was like, this yellow in the kitchen, can we, can we do something different here? And I was like, man, this is called canary yellow. Like I picked this. I, I went to the store and I got the swabs and I looked and I actually chose, I peeled down two layers of wallpaper to put this yellow up. And then at some point it dawned on me, I should not be make, I this is the Lord trying to give me deliverance from being the man in the house, trying to make all the decisions on what the house is supposed to look like. So the one day I woke up, I said, Krista, we weren't married yet. I'm like, Krista, um, I just want to give you all the decorating. Just don't get a gold toilet. For the rest, you can do whatever, you can have whatever you like, you can do whatever you want, right? And it was the Lord liberating me from, from that, from that. The Lord set me free from being the guy 
who, who was the decorator for, for the home. I said all that to say I enjoy baking. I, uh, I still, I don't do it as much because I just, I have my recipes and I say, this would be good. Let's, every once in a while I'll wake up and then I just, well, especially close to Thanksgiving time, just bake. But there's ingredients. Ingredients are, are important. I remember I was going to be in a baking competition years ago and I had this cake chosen out that I was going to make. It was called Death by Chocolate or something. It was this crazy chocolate cake that had this like chocolate um, screen that I had to put around it. It was, and it was crazy. It was definitely going to win. And I got ready to, I got ready to make it. I got all my ingredients out. I set everything out and I bake it. I'm like timing everything perfect to like let it cool. You have to let cakes cool before you put the icing on. There's like th certain things you don't realize until you're like, the cake comes out of the oven and the people are waiting for the cake and then you gotta wait another hour before it's cool. So you like learn this stuff. And I get the cake in the oven and I'm like excited. My mom turned, uh, taught me to clean as you go. So I'm, I'm, I'm now waiting for the cake to come out and I'm cleaning, right? And I'm cleaning and I look over at my table of ingredients and there's two eggs sitting on the table of ingredients. And I realize that I do not have a cake in the oven, I have brownies, chocolate brownies in the oven now because I forgot the eggs and so I lost the, I blame it on that, the cake would have definitely won, but I lost the, but the ingredients are important. So stay with me here. The Bible says here in Hebrews, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter four, the Bible says, uh, the Bible says here that for we have, is it verse two? Yeah, verse two. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You have to learn to activate your faith. I went for years sowing, and the Lord blessed me. The Lord blessed us. Similar testimonies, sowing. Go out and work and make 100 bucks. I got to work once every three weeks, and I'd make 50, 60 to 80 bucks in the one week making 100 bucks, and I had a building fund pledge of $1,000 and coming back, and not having a job, but I'd work once every three weeks in my mom's office, and I'd take my $80 or my $100 and give it into the building fund. And the Lord blessed us because of that. But you, there comes a point where it's not just giving without faith. Oh, I'm just gonna give. It's giving with faith. It's attaching your faith to it. The Lord wants you, faith is the thing that ultimately pleases him. Faith has to have an action, but the action has to have faith as well. Faith without works is dead, but works without faith doesn't produce much anyway. So you have to learn to mix the two. When God calls you to do these things, it's because he's wanting to build your faith. He's wanting to use you. The thing that trips people up, because I remember praying these prayers, especially in giving, man, the, the, the devil tries to mess with you because he knows that if he can keep you poor, you won't be that effective, right? And so he tries to mess with you. And so I remember praying prayers like, Lord, even if you don't bless me, even if you don't bless me, I'm still gonna serve you, of course. Of course, we're gonna serve God. The greatest blessing that God has given us is eternal life. I trade everything for eternal life. But you know, God wants to bless you. It'd be like Krista, her birthday's coming up this week. And I say, hey, I wanted to buy you this, get you this. No, I don't want any gifts from you. I just want your friendship and your relationship. But this is part of my relationship. I thought about it today, the five, there's that book, The Five Love Languages and Quality Time, and who knows what I'm talking about, right? Quality time. You know what God has all five love languages? God has all five. They say we have two, I don't know. I, I've, there's a couple more in there that I like, but they say we have two, right? Quality time, acts of service, gifts. You can't be a friend of mine I like to give gifts. I like, we go come back from vacation, came back from Australia, and I'm like trying to fit as much chocolate and, 
and things in my suitcase so I can pass it out when I get back here. I like that sort of thing, right? I used to bake. I learned pretty quickly that I could be a pretty bad friend, but as long as I baked well, I would have friends. So I would just bake and invite people over. Like, hey, there's cake and there's cookies and there's, you can just come and it's fresh homemade. If you wanna invite people over for lunch, if you make the bread from scratch, people will come. They will show up. You could do everything else very poorly, but if the bread is good, you're gonna keep friends. But it's part of a relationship with me is, is the gift giving. Praying a prayer like, God, I love you no matter what. I'm gonna sow this. I sow it because I love him. But I have to understand that it's part of what he wants is to bless me in return. That is not faith saying, God, I'm going to sow this to you just because I love you. Yes, that's a love from a heart, but know that there is a seed attached to it. That's like going to, I'm going to go plant. I just love the ground so much. I'm going to plant these seeds in the ground. I really don't want anything back. I'm not going to water it. I just want, just be blessed, ground. Like just, I just like you. you you've always held me up. Right? Like it's part of a relationship with God is that God wants to, to bless you. God delights in the prosperity of his servants. Begin to put the word. The thing is God wants to provide rest in every area of your life. Every single area. Every single area. Who knows that if the Lord came back today, you would go to heaven. If today was it, you'd go to heaven. For the rest of you, we'll do altar call at the end. I'm going to give you a chance in about 15 minutes from now to get your heart right so you too can raise your hand. It's the best feeling. The Bible says that Jesus came so that those who, through fear of death, wouldn't have to live their lives in bondage. What greater bondage than knowing, not knowing what's going to happen after, after we die, right? That's the greatest gift. But God has said it that he would bless us. He said you have to begin to, he wants rest for us in every area. So we find the scriptures. The Lord delights in the prosperity of his servant. Amen. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper. That's money. And be in health. That's health. Even as your soul prospers. God's making three things very clear. He's saying, I want your money and your body to be in health. And I want them to prosper up to the level of your soul prospering. If you're not, if you're not concerned about your soul prospering, if you're okay just, just skating by, then those things, hey, Put first things first. Be focused on advancing the kingdom of God. But as much as you go after me and you come after my kingdom and your soul is prospering, I want you to be blessed. I want you to be wealthy. I want you to be healthy. It's part of a relationship with God. God wants quality time with you. God wants acts of service. I heard Bishop Oyedepo say the way we show God we love him is by reaching out to people for Jesus. It's one of the ways I show God I love him. Lord, I'm nervous, but I'm still going to go talk to this person about you. I'm at Burns Steakhouse, and the Lord puts a businessman wearing a suit on my heart to go share the gospel with. Talk about nervous. Go and share the gospel. Go and minister the gospel. Acts of service. But it's part of the relationship with God. Grab a hold to the word of God. And then verse 3, for we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they, shall not, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The works were finished from the, from the foundation of the world. You know, God has actually provided things already. He's already set them in place. God has provided perfect health for you. God has provided prosperity for you. What if I told you that in 70 years from now, you would look back and you would say, God never failed me. I never went hungry. I never didn't have enough. Never. Not one time. Any time? Not one time. We never didn't have enough. God has given me everything that I've wanted. 
That's going to be your testimony. God wants you to have rest in that area. God wants you to rest in that area. You're going to look back. Man, God just loves piling up the testimonies. Piling up the testimonies. Piling them up. Piling them up. Because you know what testimonies are? They're weapons. Testimonies are weapons. The devil tries to come in. And you'd be like, oh, you... hey, I remember. God's given me a, good, a bad memory for bad things that have happened. In sales, you have to learn to do that. Bad memory for bad interactions, but a really good memory for the victories. The devil tries to say, oh, it's not going to happen. Oh, but I remember a time when God came through for me. I remember a time when God came through for me. I remember a time when God healed my body. I remember a time when I asked the Lord for open doors to minister. I remember a time stacking testimonies, stacking weapons to use against the devil. Stacking them, stacking them, stacking them. It's a good spiritual practice to remind the devil of his defeats. That's a good one. That's part of faith. Hey, the circumstances may look different. They may look contrary, but I'm learning not to use my eyes in this thing called faith. I'm using to stare at God's word and to just throw the devil's, throw the devil's defeats at him again. I'm going to close my eyes and say, Lord, it may, not, it may look like this right now, but Lord, your word says to me that whatever, you, that whatever I put my hand to prospers, Lord, you would make a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, that you would open the right doors. You would make the crooked places straight. Lord, your word says that healing is the children's bread. Lord, your word says that you go before me. Your word says that you never leave me nor forsake me. And so even though my eyes may not see it, I'm choosing not to use my eyesight for this one. I'm choosing to use my understanding and my spirit that God, you said it is finished. And when you said it is finished, you meant it. You didn't put an asterisk by it is finished. You said it is finished. It is already done. So Lord, I just praise you even now, Lord, that you've already done it. That Lord, what it looks like now is not what it's going to be. That Lord, what it looks like now is not what it's going to be. I have an understanding in my spirit that Lord, your word is true. More true than my circumstances. Circumstances change, but the word of God remains the same. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. You take the word like a hammer. You know, the Bible says the word is like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. You actually use it as a weapon. You just keep beating, keep beating, keep beating, keep beating. The devil tries to put up a wall. The wall looks like a circumstance. You take the word, you keep beating. You keep beating. You keep beating. This may look like this, but I'm going to keep beating. I may be stuck in this sin, but I'm going to keep beating. I may, be, I may have this disease, but I'm going to keep hammering, keep hammering, keep hammering. I may be stuck in this situation, but I'm going to keep hammering. I may be in this financial situation, but I'm going to keep hammering. Take the word. Lord, I thank you. And just let yourself, let yourself, let yourself, let yourself even just go over the top. Lord, I thank you that not only are you going to pay these bills, but Lord, you're bringing me to a large place. You're bringing me to a wide place. You're providing for this. Not only, Lord, am I going to get free from this, Lord, but you're going to use me to set other people free from this, Lord. That one day that the de what the devil used to shame me in my life, I'm going to take and go across the nation, across the world, and just beat him down with it, Lord. That you, what, you, what you took, that what you delivered me from, you're going to use me to take and use me to bring other people to freedom. Just, just let yourself go over the top. Oh, not only am I coming out of this situation, not only am I coming out of this, but I'm coming into a large place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Turn with me to Psalm, last scripture here. 67. Hallelujah. I'm going to call the band up to do that same one again. So wherever you are um, in a few minutes here. Psalm 67. Faith, Faith fastens its eyes on the word of God. Faith, say this with me. Say, I am a believer. Who, here, who in here is a Christian? So you're a believer, right? You believe in Jesus Christ. Say, I'm a believer. You know what believers do? They believe. That's it. They believe. Say this with me. Say, I'm quick to believe. If God said it, I believe it. If God said it, it's for me. Say, I'm a believer. I'm, a, I'm quick to believe. I would encourage you, if you don't already, when you, when you pray, say that. At the, end of, at, at the beginning or at the end of your prayer time, say that. Say, I'm quick to believe. When you pray on a daily basis, make that part of your confession. I am quick to believe. I don't take long to believe the word of God. If God said it, it doesn't matter what it looks like. If God said it in here, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. So I believe that on the path to being very wealthy, that there's no sorrow there from God. So I'm going to live a sorrow-free life. I'm a believer. Hey, I'm a believer. I'm just a believer. That's what I do. I'm quick to believe. Who's with me? Who's quick to believe? I believe the word of God. Bible says God has not given me a spirit of fear. I'm quick to believe. I'm quick to believe that that's going to go from people's lives today. There's people that have carried a spirit of fear with them for a long time. But today it goes. Why? Because of the power of God. That's what he comes to do. He comes to show you something in his word, and then the power comes from behind to back it up. That was the ministry of Jesus. Walked around setting the captives free. I'm a believer. And then I want to tell you that praise has a voice. Excuse me. Faith has a voice. Psalm 67, verse 5. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. The, the voice of faith is praise. The voice of faith is praise. Who here have asked God for certain things? I want to tell you the Bible in Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, when you pray, believe that you receive. That dawned on me the other day. Man, when I asked God for this, th- some of the things I believe in God for, when I asked him for it back in July, I received them in July. I've already received those things. July. I've received them. It's just invisible right now. I understand it with my spirit, my sixth sense. I don't see it with my eyes yet, but I got it in July. It was, it's already mine. Now, I just get to enjoy the victory. I just get to enjoy and praise God and just get out of control happy because God has already done it. That's why living the life of faith is awesome. The the, the Bible says about Jesus that he loved righteousness and hated wickedness and God anointed him with the oil of gladness above his fellows. The life of God, the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. Why is it a rejoicing always? What what does a child of God look like? Someone who rejoices always. 
That's an earmark of a child of God, a life of rejoicing. Why? Because there's things, sure, I don't see them yet, but I'm learning to not use my eyes. I'm learning to use my understanding that if God said it, there's no way it won't come to pass. There's no way it won't come to pass. There's no way it won't come to pass. And so I just turn, I, I turn up my praise. If it feels like it's taking long, I turn up my praise. I turn, I turn the volume up. I turn the level up. I turn the, the amount of praise up. And that's the voice of my faith. Lord, I give you praise because when you spoke, the worlds were formed. You stretched forth the heavens. Lord, you've never lied. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and shall he not do it? Has he spoken and shall he not make it good? Lord, I don't see it yet, but Lord, I got a clear picture in my spirit of what you're doing through me, where you're taking me to, Lord, that when I stand before you on that day, not only will you send, say welcome in, you'll say well done, because what I called you to do, you, you will do it. What I called you to do, you did it. I receive the end of my faith now. Lord, and I turn up my praise, and I give you glory, and I give you honor, and the power that's released in that, the power that's released in that, the power that's released. There's things some people have been waiting long for. Get, get a clear picture from the word. Every time the, th the, the, the thought of doubt comes, remind the devil of the word of God. Nations rise, nations fall, but the word of God endures. Heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God endures. There's things people have been believing God for for a long time. To come free of a certain sin. I want to encourage you, don't grow weary, but use the word as your hammer and your praise as your voice and go to work, go to work. If you beat on something long enough, that thing's going to come down. You just keep beating, using that hammer, keep beating, keep beating, keep beating, keep beating. For months, I asked God for a wife and I had some specifics and then I praised God and I praised God and I praised God and I didn't even realize it, but I was just beating on, on singleness with the word of God, just beating down singleness. For, but I, mean, I was 30 years old. It took me a long time. I was just beating down singleness with the word of God. Whatever it is, whatever it is, beat on it, 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 beat on it. And just turn up the praise, turn up the praise. I don't feel like I can praise. Okay, good. Because we talked about faith is of your spirit. It's not of your head. It's not of your body. If you don't feel like praising, that's a very good, uh, that's a very good indicator that it's time to praise. Do you know when you will feel like praising? Once you've praised. Just get started. I made a covenant to God that I would praise God every day of my life. I knew that if I praised God every day of my life, he'd keep me healthy because it looks ridiculous. And God, I'm sure, wants to see this every day. I made a covenant with God. I've been in bathrooms at the airport on long trips, in a stall, just dancing before God because I made a covenant with God and I'm going to fulfill my vows, turning up the praise. I'm believing God for big things now, big things now. The Lord spoke to me yesterday in prayer that this is a month of testimonies. I know the month is well spent, but these last seven days, these last eight days is a month of testimonies. So I want to tell you, it's time to turn up the praise. 
It's time to turn up the praise. That's a word from God. It's a month of testimonies. That's a word from God. It's a month of testimonies. That's a word from God. That's a word from God. How do you know? Because you feel it in your spirit. That's a word from God. That's a word from God. presence of God comes. It doesn't come for no purpose. Reach out and receive your miracle right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Let us become more. Hallelujah. 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 If you're in this place, if you're in this place and you carry and, and, and you've dealt with fear and anxiety and not just like, hey, I get nervous when it's time to take tests at RBI, but like actual fear and anxiety, I want you to come up. The Lord's going to set you free. The Lord spoke to me tonight. Fear and anxiety. It's a spirit and God wants it done with. Don't be, don't be afraid of altar calls. This is where God lets you trade in what you've got for what he's got. Let you trade in bondage for fear. You need, to, you need to confront these things. 
This is not a time to be ashamed. The, the anointing comes for a reason. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you said it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. Hallelujah. We need, it. we need to line them up. I'm going to lay hands. We need to line them up if we can. Do we have ushers to do that? If you're in the front row, step forward. If you're behind the front row, step back. Uh, actually, if you're in the front row, follow over to this side. We're going to line you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, tonight it goes, tonight it goes, tonight it goes. You know, the number one thing, before I lay hands on them here, I want everyone to listen to me. The number one thing that holds people back from receiving their, their, their answered prayer is sin. Number one. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The number one thing that trips people up is keeping sin in their life. Number one. I learned when I was in Bible school and younger and after to use altar calls as a way to keep my heart soft towards God. An altar call is not something to be ashamed of or afraid of. An altar call is God reaching out to you and saying, humble your heart. An altar call is a good way to trade in some fear of man for some fear of the Lord. With everyone where they are now, if you're in this place and you've kept sin in your life, if you've either never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've never called on the name of the Lord to be saved, the most important decision you'll ever make is to make Jesus Lord of your life. Today is the day of salvation. I'm going to make a call and give you an opportunity to become a child of God. This is why God works. This is why he's doing what he's doing in the earth today. That more, there'll be time that more will be saved. If you're in this place and you've never received Jesus or you've kept sin in your life, the Lord wants to set you free. You could be at the altar as well here. But if that, if you, if, if you, if that is you, you've either never received or you've kept sin in your life, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Where you're standing, raise your hand. I know there's people in here. Use this time. Thank you. I see your hands. Use this time. Use this opportunity where God reaches out to you. Use this opportunity. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The first thing to coming to God to receive forgiveness is humility. To make a declaration and say, I need God to forgive me. I can't forgive you. God forgives you. Thank you. I see your hands. Thank you. If you raise your hand, what we're going to do is we're going to pray where we're standing, and then I'm going to ask you, if you raise your hand, to go into the foyer, and one of our altar workers will meet with you there after we pray. All right? If you raise your hand, and you need to get your heart right, I want you to pray this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Say it with your, say it with your chest. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. I make you the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sin. I give it to you. I choose today 
to serve you. I believe you died and rose again. I give you my life. I rededicate my life. Help me to overcome sin. I am yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that, I'd like I'm going to ask you to head this way over here to Exxon. He's got his hand raised, and they're going to meet with you. They're going to give you something. For the rest up here, we're going to lay hands on you. The point of contact is when we lay hands on you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to set at liberty those that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Tonight's your night of freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Free in Jesus' name. Free. Free from tonight forward. Free. Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Free. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. No more. No more. No more. No more. No more. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Free. Free. Free in Jesus' name.
Say I'm free. Say I'm free. Because I belong to Jesus. Because I belong to Jesus. Say I'm free. Because I belong to Jesus. I don't belong to anybody else. I belong to Jesus. I am His. Free in Jesus' name.
show the healer? Yes, I did. Amen. Lift your hands. Lord, this body healed in Jesus' name. Thank you for your anointing from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. She doesn't wait another day for her healing. Healing in Jesus' name. liberty. Reach out and receive it now. Jesus. Yep. Yep. Completely. Completely. Free. Free. Thank you, Lord. Anxiety goes now in Jesus' name. of the child of God. Freedom and rest in every area. Amen? Jesus. From tonight. right now. 
You weren't meant to worry. You serve the devil, you can worry. You serve Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Free. Free. Hallelujah. God has rest. Don't put, don't put things on the back burner and say, I'll believe for the Lord for that someday. Don't do that. Find the scripture that God has for you and start to hammer, start to hammer, start to hammer, start to hammer. Wake up and say, hey, Lord, I, you said you delight in the prosperity of your servant. You said whatever I put my hand to prospers. You said that, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health. Lord, you said healing is the children's bread. Begin to hammer, begin to hammer, begin to hammer. The Lord has rest for you in every area, every area. Lift your hands in this place. I'm going to pray over you. Father, I thank you for a supernatural rest for the children of God. You said that the, from the foundation of the world, the works were done. Lord, that you, there, you said there remains a rest for the people of God. So I thank you for supernatural rest right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Open your spirit and receive. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes. Rest now in Jesus' name. Rest, 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 rest in Jesus' name.
Lord, that those things that used to bring fear will bring joy because you're turning it, you're turning it, you're turning it. Those things that plague people will be testimonies because you're turning it, you're turning it, you're turning it. This week will be a week of testimonies, a month of testimonies, a month of testimonies. Don't sleep on September, a month of testimonies. Don't sleep on September, a month of testimonies. Turn up the praise, crank up the praise, crank up the praise. A month of testimonies in Jesus' name. Yeah, let's give him a praise. I don't know a better way to finish than to praise him. Hallelujah! this week. Turn it up this week. Turn it up. If September was the last month you had, turn it up. Turn it up. Crank it up. Turn up the praise this week. Turn it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Lord turns fears into rejoicing. Hey, God turns fears into great faith. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're gonna dismiss you. We love you. You guys are amazing. You guys are a comfort to me. When we come back off the road, you guys, oh my goodness. Hallelujah. How do you end one of these meetings? What do you Lord, thank you for this group of people. I thank you, Lord, that even this week, these last eight days, this month, Lord, as you said, would be a month of miracles, a month of testimonies, a month of testimonies, things that we thought, Lord, if you could even just do that one day for me, Lord, that within the next eight days, that it'll come, it'll come, it'll come, it'll come by the word of God, a word of God. Well, I thank you that even as people go to bed, people who have had fear in their lives, this will be the best night of sleep that they've ever had. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you be about them as a wall of fire. We look forward to celebrating the testimonies. Lord, we give you the honor. We give you the glory. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You guys can go home. You can hang out. Whatever you want. We love you. Visitor, please visit us back here in the VIP room.